Hi everybody and welcome back to The Gentleman's Talk. I'm your host James Dean Littlejohn and I am here a little bit early actually. A little bit early, not used to doing it this early, but I've got a busy few days ahead of me. Um, I'm off to the centre of the, the United Kingdom, if you like, London, for a few days to um, just work-related stuff. Um, I'm going down early, which is a little bit of a, an inconvenience to me, in a way, because I have a structured approach. Well, I say structured, I try to keep it structured, but I like my reflection time. And... I'm doing something a little bit different here, and um, the reason I've also come on, because I'm spurred on, I've been doing this podcast now for the best part of 15, I think 12, 13, 14, yeah, 14 months I've been doing this podcast, and I've, and I've put a, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources, and um, so I, I sort of ventured out, I've taken the plunge, and um, I've ventured into two avenues, I still want to continue with my gentleman's talk, but I also want to offer a little bit of personal insight. Um, involved in the little John's life and, that, and that's me that's me dealing with a couple of things I'm I've recently been diagnosed with and the, th the reason that is and the reason it spurred this on is um, just because I'm very passionate about this I'm very passionate about actually putting myself out there really in a way and you know I always I always feel if you're passionate about something it will succeed and and I am very much passionate about this and um, one thing that's the reason I'm going down this avenue for this particular aspect of my podcast is because, um, as you all know, um, if you've, well, you probably won't know, but if you do, if you do know, or if you're, you've dived into this and this is the first time you're listening, because this is going to be number one on this little venture. Um, I, I was, I, you know, my previous uh, podcast has been talking about my journey with mental health PTSD. I, I've been diagnosed with permanent PTSD, um, which brings on elements such as anxiety um, and depression. I was also, in as an adult, and this is the big part for me, um, which is explaining a lot about my life. And I've I, I recently been diagnosed as an adult in my 40s um, with ADHD. And um, now, most people would see that as, why do you want to label yourself at that, that age? You know, you've almost gone 40 years, where you've gone 40 years through your life. And, you know, you, you've got to where you are. Um, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine, but I've got to where I am, and where I've got to has been fucking hard work, and I genuinely mean it's been hard work. I haven't had things easy, and I'm not saying pull out your little mini violins and start fucking stroking the violin. Um, not at all. What I'm saying is I want to understand about myself, um, and this is kind of like a way of raising awareness because as the previous podcast, the reason it started was because men don't talk about their mental health. Men, men just do not talk about things. We, we literally, um, you see a lot of podcast, a lot of, um, sorry, podcast, you see a lot of TikToks and stuff like that where, where women are saying like men have just got this and, you know, men are like, um, even if they haven't got it, they've got it, but they don't realize, and, and that's all positive stuff, but what they don't realize is there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stress there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of things that men don't openly talk about. And when I was diagnosed with, uh, with um, so I, I was diagnosed with PTSD, uh, you know, almost 14 years ago now. So I've had it almost 14 years, um, high manic depression and PTSD. Um, now, I've always suffered depressive, depressive episodes through my life. Um, now, most people say, oh, that's, is that you getting sad? No, I do. I genuinely go to a place where I just don't want to be here anymore. I do stress myself out. Um, and to, to 
give you a little bit of an insight and, and this is probably just to get that out there so you understand I, I have attempted suicide three times and that's quite a big thing to say um, the reason I can say it so openly now is because I've openly talked about it in my podcast so in the gentleman's talk there's the darkest hour it's called a um, little mini series three episodes where I talk about my darkest hours and that's like the the three suicide attempts they were massively massively overwhelming for me to to, to deliver but the positives were amazing and um, what it's done is all the way through this purpose of this journey and the reason I'm talking out about mental health and men's mental health is because I'm just a normal average guy I've got three daughters I've been married uh, I've got my I am married and um, you know I, I've got mother father they, you know they, they, they've been together they're, they're not separated you know and I'm not saying that's a bad thing but I'm saying you know that, that's that's a fairly secure thing to understand um, most a lot of mental health problems come later on in life if you've had a um, you know a, a, a disjointed family so to speak because of um, you know we, we've all we've all we all know we're adults if you're listening to this you're probably in that adult adult area that maybe you've endured that so I've had in my terms I've had a fairly stable background really you know in that sense I've had I've had continuity to a degree um, but I've been heavily bullied um, severely bullied actually and um, I've struggled a lot through my life and everywhere I've got to has been a challenge and I and I don't think people really understand the challenges that are faced with when you have ADHD very easy to for me now to talk about it because I am I'm learning and understanding it now I have come across some problems obviously with regards to getting this diagnosis was absolutely fucking horrendous if you're in the united kingdom it's a in most places actually but united kingdom it's it's a two to five year waiting list to get diagnosed with adhd two to five fucking years is absolutely horrendous and for me that was like I've, I've since discovered and this is where i'm going to hopefully give you tips and tricks um along the way so what i did is i paid extortionate prices to go down the private route so i went through private therapy i've been fortunate i have caveated that with i've had 38 therapy sessions because my ptsd unfortunately was caused by three head-on collisions um that weren't my fault and that developed into post-traumatic stress disorder which then developed into depression because i didn't manage it didn't talk about it which then de developed into loneliness isolation uh, anxiety and basically changed me the whole structure of my personality um, if I'm honest really did it's it's changed some serious parts about my personality and what I've learned through those therapy sessions and through the continued effort after the therapy stopped which was you know a number of years ago now was there was still something wrong so I was like there's still something wrong here there's no way I can feel the way I'm feeling and, and I can be the way I am and I can I can go through life the way I am without there being something because when I look around and I look around a lot I look at people and I go why are you so relaxed 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 why do you do this why don't you get upset about this and I've analyzed that quite a bit right back to I went on holiday uh, with my fucking best friend um you'll hear a lot about my friends in this in this journey in this podcast you'll hear a lot about my family in good positive ways um but it's just really a way of understanding me giving you probably an insight maybe into something that you've endured something you're going through um and it's it's a it's a fucking tough old time um so you know basically what i've discovered in in the in the time was like there was something wrong i was like there's something still wrong here oh hold on two seconds i need to um 
door's just swung open. Bear with me a second. Listen to some tunage. My apologies. The uh, the door just swung open uh, into my cabin where I record these live podcasts. Anyway, um, I don't know why I went like that. But yeah, so I, I, I thought there was something wrong here because... You know, I've listened to people, I've talked to people, I've been in f- two different jobs with various amounts of people, and I look around and I'm like, you don't, you're not dealing with this the same way as I'm dealing with this. Why are you not like this, etc., etc.? And I was like, there's something wrong here. So I did a, I did an online ADHD test, and I was like, okay, this has come back as highly positive. Okay, that's that's a bit of a that's a that's a reason for me to possibly pursue that there is something still going wrong here. I've been on anti antidepressants, fifty milligrams of paroxetine, which is like the highest one you can get, which is equivalent to like what most people take is sertraline, um, is a is, is an antidepressant, and that's normally about the equivalent to one hundred and fifty milligrams. I've been on that for four years now, and do I see a difference? Not really. I don't. It just. I see a massive lot loss in my emotion. I see a la- massive loss in my sex drive. Um, I don't really see positives in terms of it doesn't make me fucking any happier. So I've been like, so I started the gentleman's talk a year ago, um, over a year ago, to try and help myself to talk, and almost became my therapy. It, it was my therapy. So I launched into this, and this is something new, and this is where I pull into because I was like, there's something wrong here. So I took the online test, and. It came back with, you know, confirmation 100% you've got ADHD, see referrals. So I looked for um, the NHS route, and the NHS route for me was two to five years. And I was like, fucking hell. So that's, that's horrendous. So I went down the private route. So I went down the private diagnosis. So I did the whole therapy, had an X amount of therapy sessions, got the certification, and said, yes, you've got ADHD. It's going to cost you this much a month. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine, because I can go on the NHS now, because I've got a diagnosis. And they're like, Oh, no, it doesn't work like me. You've come through here. So you have to, the way it works is the NHS won't supply you with the drugs you need with the diagnosis, even though they're stretched to their fucking capacity. And I've done, I've taken it on my own board to go down a professional. They're, they're accredited people. They're not, it's not like I've just gone down to the fucking marketplace and gone, ADHD certificate, mate. Fucking lock that in because I need the drugs. What there's no benefit. There's no benefit to be having ADHD apart from the drug that I need to help me function. So I don't gain anything from it. Uh, it's not restricted my my job or my capacity or anything like that. It's literally just a case of I just want to get the help so I can function on a daily basis. So that's where I got to. I was fucking like livid. I was like, oh my god. So I've got the diagnosis. Now I need to spend 140 pound a month to get the drug, or the NHS, which is like nine fucking forty nine, and I'm like, but I can't get the nine forty nine one because they don't recognise this professional. So anyway, so I was like, I was in the fucking catch twenty two. So I was like, okay, then what's the natural me- remedies? And I did a podcast on Lion's Mane because Lion's Mane is really good for brain focus, and I take Lion's Mane and it does help me focus, but not enough. It's that the the difference with ADHD is, and I I'll be honest with you, um, I ignored ADHD. I thought it was just. Because I looked at it from a kid's perspective and I went, oh, it's just a fucking kid who hasn't been disciplined. You need to fucking discipline them more. Bullshit. And I was, I was one of those, I was one of those parents. I was like fucking, you know, my dad, I never, you know, I never had it. My dad fucking disciplined me and sorted me out. You know, I was very structured, military fucking fight, you know. Uh, and, I, and I was, look where I am. I'm fucking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant. No, I'm not. I'm not fucking brilliant at all. I've I've bumbled my way through fucking life. I've been in trouble fucking numerous times as an adult. I've 
thrown away fucking careers through stupid impulsive mistakes i've lost re relationships i've lost friendships i've lost fucking a world really and the people that have stuck with me genuinely the people that have stuck with me are through the whole of this fucking journey they've never fucking argued with me never fucking lifted a finger never done anything to hurt me in my whole entire fucking life are my best friend and my current and my, current, and my wife they're the two people now their personalities are very very similar they're very relaxed they're very chilled out they'll go with whatever i want they don't question what i want because they know that what i want will have a good outcome because you know both of them have known me 20 odd fucking years they know me inside out so because of that they never stop me doing what i'm doing if i say i've had enough i go now so that and that and that's I've lost, but I've lost other friends. I've lost really good fucking friends because of this disorder, which is attention deficit attention deficit disorder, ADHD. I don't even know what it stands for. <laughs> I've completely lost my fucking my mind there. Um, but ADHD and for me, it's it's that's it. It's a it's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Now, I'm, the reason I'm doing this podcast and the reason I've, drew, I've come across to this side is because this is me. This is, this is very personal. Now, the, the reason I'm doing this is because I want to raise awareness. Um, but this, is, this takes a lot out of me to do. So I've kind of pulled into this side of things because I want to offer you an insight into me and into... That's my door. Um, I want to offer a, a, an insight into me and and how I deal with it and probably um, what I've dealt what what I've dealt with over the last forty years where I think I've I've made these stupid decisions because of the ADHD that was that's been undiagnosed and you see a lot of adults and the reason you get to a certain point in life is because I, I'm I'm in my forties now so I'm forty two this year. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I can't... When you're young, I don't think you really care. I think when you're young, you just fucking bounce around. Everyone just thinks you're a fucking loony because, you know, I was in my 30s. I was very rebellious. I was fucking... Everyone's, it's just fucking James. James is just a fucking loony. He just fucking loves attention, you know. He, but at the same time, you know, he loves attention. But, he, you know, I won't see him for fucking six, six years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then when I see him, he's fucking bonkers. Yeah, you know, and... It, when you reflect back heavily on yourself, when you get the diagnosis, so what I did was I got that diagnosis and then I, I recently, so four months ago, went down the route with my doctor. Now, this is the positive bit and this is the reason why I'm doing this is because the difference with the NHS is, right, I've gone private, I've got a diagnosis, no one accepts that. That's fucking horrible, but no one accepts that. So I went down the NHS route and said, fuck you then. Right, I'm going to go down the NHS route. What they did do is they did say, well, we can speed things up because you have done this. You have been to 38 therapy sessions. We've got all those therapy sessions recorded. You have previously been through the um, mental health route, which I had. I had done it five years ago. I went through the, the, uh, the insurance route because they had to because it was caused by them. And I got the therapy through them. But what I also did was to, to get everything sorted out and get it on paper um legitimately through the doctor at the time i i went through the nhs route and, and again got diagnosed by a third psychiatrist as having permanent ptsd um it transpires because there, there was a an area where they thought i had bipolar because they were like you've got the traits of bipolar disorder but they were like no it's, it's tied to the ptsd but we've gone now 14 years and i've been driving since my last accident almost 14 years and i'm like there's got to be 
like PTSD, there's got to be a way where this will was you know this will dissolve a little bit. Now we understand that the PTSD is quite prominent when I'm driving at night and things like that because that's when it happened. It was at night. It was uh, watery, wet conditions. You know, raining. Sorry, watery. It was raining. So those things exacerbate my my mental health and my PTSD. I do get really bad anxiety when I'm in a car in those conditions because it does. It still catches me. But normal jogging, you know, it's, I don't think it's down to the PTSD. I think the normal jogging aspect is actually to do with the ADHD. And they thought it was bipolar because I was going into manic depressions every two to three weeks. Um, and all of these things have come about. But when I finally went down the doctor and the doctor, and this is where we come to, we're, we're almost, uh, it's a big introduction, but I need to give you a little bit of an idea of why this is happening. And I spoke to the doctor last week because, obviously, I did a podcast on Gentleman's Talk, the latest one I've done. And um, I was in a really fucking horrible place. I was really horrible. And what I do is I use the podcast there to talk about things. That was, gives me the positivity. That gives me the, like, the therapy session, if you like. And um, I, I was. I was in a fucking de- devastating place. But when I spoke about it, I understood what I was upset about. And then on the same day... Um, the doctor called me and said, right, James, yep, your, your referral's gone through, you, you've been referred, here's a load of information. Now, normal people would have said, oh, fucking brilliant, thanks. So I took that information, and I did, a normal person would. But I was like, well, this isn't any information that I shouldn't, I've already obtained. The problem is, it was different, because it was, it, it, it seemed to me more, more legitimate. Although I hadn't paid for it, and I could have paid for it and got that, you don't really know what you're getting out there. Like, I've seen TikToks, and most TikToks are similar with ADHD, but there is the odd one that chucks a curveball at you, like, and, and an odd one that does this and does that. And what do you take as reality? Because there's so much information. It's almost to the point where the internet has become overwhelming. There's too much information out, and there's so many people that are contra- contradicting what other people are saying. You don't really know what's true. You have to go with your gut instinct. And I just went with my gut instinct and went... Okay, I'm happy that the NHS is taking me seriously. I'm happy that I'm going to get the support I need. This little bit of something through, uh, this little bit of informa- information that came through, and I've done a lot of research this weekend on it. Hence the reason why we cascade into the dopamine hunter. And what do I mean by the dopamine hunter? Well, anybody with da- with a- with ADHD that's been diagnosed with or not diagnosed with might be able to relate to this. Um, but also, this is awareness for people that don't have ADHD and want to understand why their friends are like their friends what are like they are or their loved ones or their partners it's really like an awareness thing and also an educational piece for me as well because i get to talk about it i get to understand it because the way my brain works is i need to openly talk about things to process them um write things down i'm I'm, you know it's fucking mind-boggling but i want to give you a little bit of a detailed insight into somebody with an adhd brain a ptsd brain has been through manic depression and has anxiety but is also at the same time trying to be a fully functioning fucking parent adult husband son uh, fucking brother you know what i mean it's 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 just trying to function on a daily basis but at the same time knowing that i'm a man in a man's fucking world and i don't mean that in any sort of negative sense at all but i'm just saying you know men inherently just suck up buttercup and get on with it and we still say that to this day we still say to people fucking suck it up we still say man up we still say move on we don't realise that behind that fucking closed door, somebody is fucking screaming. I can be stood there sometimes, smiling at people, going, yeah, 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 yeah. 
and inside I'm fucking screaming at them and I can actually hear the screams in my fucking head because I'm not I don't want to be here you're talking shit fuck off leave me alone and that's all there's loads of shit that goes through your fucking head when you've got ADHD and we get that anyway normal brains have that you know what I mean so you just imagine everything that you you normally have is when you've got ADHD it's ten tenfold so the dopamine hunter what I mean well what what ADHD inherently is, is you are a dopamine hunter. You mine for dopamine. So you find things that make you excited, but then what happens is, for some stupid fucking reason, once you get to a point where you're happy, there seems to be this fucking, this this shutter that comes down, and then a, like a scar goes over that, and you go, okay, you've opened the wound. That wound is making you, it's fresh blood. This is, it's probably the easiest way to talk about it. You've got the wound open, it's fresh blood, you know, uh, or, or you've unblocked an artery. We'll say with that, actually. We'll go with that, because it's probably a little bit more, less fucking detailed. <laughs> but, but you've got an artery that's been blocked, and all of a sudden you fucking open that artery, some flesh blood goes through that system, and you're feeling great again that's a dopamine hunter so you that's what you're doing you're looking for you're trying to reopen those veins in the brain to give you that dopamine we're very much driven driven by the frontal lobal the frontal cortex you know that's where we're we're driven by and what happens is and and, and i've got so many relatable contexts to this which is why i'm so excited about doing this podcast journey on this 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 additional bit because it's true and what you tend to do is you tend to open up those things and then what happens is with ADHD you get to the point where your brain just says okay that's cool you've done that mate uh, and what happens is it re-fucking choke holds that that vein that artery re-chokes it back but you can't force the thing through you try and do what you did before to get to there but there's no way of getting there that's it that's that's it fucking done you know you that's it that's scarred you're like okay then so and then you go into this depression bit because what happens is you've got a, you've got a real fucking high. You've like, I, and the relatable example of this is, um, I I started I started wakeboarding. I always wanted to do wakeboarding. I'd heard about it. I love the water. I'm a fucking water, absolute water baby. And I started wakeboarding, and and I went down and did this 15 minute fucking training session that came on key. Someone uh, on Facebook years and years ago said to me, "Fucking jump on, James. Get on fucking Facebook." Keys Wake and Ski, they're doing um, training day and they want people to go on the um, cable and, and you, you don't pay, you just turn up, chuck your fucking get on and have a go. It's like a taster session as well. So it was like fucking bonus. So I went along, met these people, a really lovely couple, Jack and Faye uh, from Keys Wake and Ski up in um, up in um, in Farnborough and uh, Mychit, I think it was, Mychit, Mychit. Um, really good couple, really nice and I got really friendly, friendly with them and um, what happened was, as I started, and I got such a fucking buzz. I got in the water. Obviously, I got cold water therapy because it was, I think, January the fucking 15th or something like that. So the water was fucking freezing. That's why they were like, it's the best time. No one wants to come down. We can get some idiot to come down and fucking do it, probably, you know, jump in the water. So I did. I jumped in the water. It was fucking Baltic. I but, of course, all of these things I now know is dopamine. And I know that cold water therapy is absolutely fantastic for ADHD because it stresses you out gives you a rush of do of endorphins dopamine serotonin and then you close down and you live off that, that for the day and this is more stuff i'm going to talk about through the journey is why we do this and what we can do to help ourselves get the dopamine without losing those concepts of the people around us and so i did wait born i absolutely fucking loved it i absolutely fucking loved it and i said to myself fucking brilliant i so i went straight out and this is the adhd bit I went out straight out and spent Two, I think two thousand pound on kit on kit, and was like, "Yeah, fuck it, go all in, mate." 
get get your two grand's worth kit, brand new everything. Turned up and they were like, Jack and Faye were like, what are you doing, mate? You've you've never done it before and you've got a thousand pound board. Yeah, but fucking mate, I'm in. Well, let's fucking do it. I love this shit. So I did one season, paid a thousand pounds. On top of that, it was a thousand pounds for my, um, you know, for my for the cable time. So that's three thousand pounds I've spent on something I've never done before. But I, I, I class myself as quite good at sports. So again, a, a, a trait with uh, ADHD. Um, and, and I was hyper-focused. That's the hyper-focused bit. I came, was like, I want to do this. So I fucking started going up the kicker. People were like, fuck me, you're doing all sorts, mate. I did one season, and then the next season, I came along, and I was like, right, okay, I'm going to buy a new board and bindings. Why? I don't know, that one's scratched. So I did. I went and spent another £1,000 because I paid off that £3,000 in that year, most of it. That went on credit cards. And again, this is the top-up bit where I'm still paying off for that stupidity of endorphin rush and dopamine, which is why you need to grip this fucking ADHD as soon as you can. So if you any of these traits or symptoms come along, fucking look into it because... I got into debilitating debt because of the dopamine hunting bit. And anyway, so before I digress, so I was into this wakeboarding and I said second season, did a game the same again, new new board, uh, new bindings. And, um, you know, but a little bit cheaper because I was like, be a bit sensible. So I bought the last year's model. So I saved myself. I think it was about a thousand pound on top of that. And then a thousand pound for my cable time. And at the start of the season, I was like, right, I want to do a backflip. And that's what I said to them. I was like, said to George, my, my instructor, absolutely lovely fucking guy as well. I said to George, said, mate, I want to do a backflip. I said, fucking, he said, okay, mate, you just got to send it. And I was like, all right, mate, what do you mean by that? He said, you just got to fucking go for it. You, you've actually got to, I want to do a tantrum, which is a an open backflip. It's not a backflip. It's like a full open backflip. And I was like, you, you full rotate extended over on one arm, both arms out. You look back and you throw yourself in a full tantrum. I was like, okay. He said, but if you don't, if you don't commit, you can either go completely backwards, land on your back, probably win yourself, or you can land on your front full if you over-rotate and smack your fucking bollocks and you'll be wiped out again. So I've given you those two scenarios. Now, those two, two scenarios came plentiful, <laughs> okay? I think I was chewing on my balls. <laughs> I was, I literally, that was the safest place for them. If I could have reached into my throat, grabbed hold of my balls and put them there just for the sake of the, the journey, it would have been less painful than them having fucking literally hit the water like hitting a brick wall and i was 15 stone so i'm trying to rotate 15 stone on an axis and land on a one foot wide board onto the water so this is the thing i'm going up a four foot ramp launching seven foot in the air back flipping whilst being pulled by a cable back flipping open rotated 15 stone to land on my feet on a one foot board of water and ride off okay so we're not just running up a fucking wall and that's that's the reality of it so you've got a lot of movement at one time the cable's fucking going you've got an operator that's trying to keep you going you've got to do all this in a fluid motion so i probably would have been easier if i could have taken my balls out because at, at most points you can actually when you slap the water you can actually physically feel everything screams everything goes oh my god your fucking penis goes oh my god you've just ran into a wall your brain goes what you're doing ow and then you feel sick because you realize your balls have been battered out the back end of your arsehole and they're flapping around like a couple of piles so you know you kind of got a lot going on you know you've got a lot going on so for me i wish i could have just done that as a one or anyway because but what you what i tended to find is once i would i would rotate over rotate and the balls would come out the back couple of piles then the, the next one later whilst i was going along and i felt a bit of discomfort i would land on my back and it would almost force them back in anyway 
before I went to digress into some sort of fucking crazy place there, like I said, what I do is I, I get I got to a point, and that was my goal for the year anyway. That was my goal for the year. Do the backflip. He was like, send it. So I spent six weeks um, on my own. Again, nobody came with me. I did all this on my own. This is just a goal I set myself to do a backflip. I did a backflip. I actually did. I, I got to the point where I could do a backflip every time. Every fucking time I could do it. I, I, it, was, it was muscle memory then. So I did it over the course of the final fucking year. But I dwindled down from going every single week, four times a week to probably once a month. In, in that second season. Then I got to the end of the season and I never went. I, I, I literally put my board in the cupboard with my wetsuit for four years. Never touched it. That was that is literally the reality of the dopamine hunter. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I had enough of that then and I fucking locked it up. So what we need to do is that just goes to show so along with all of this so what i've done is i've this is the dopamine aspect is i've gone to the point where i've spent a fortune i've learned something i've i've skilled it to the point where i you know people were saying to me do you want to fucking join the the competitions and stuff and i was like not really mate i'm not really into this compet i didn't really want it competitive i was just i was just doing something for myself got to the point where i did what i wanted to do and people were like brilliant try this then and i tried a whirly bird first time did it fucking straight off the bat because it was almost as similar your board just rotates like a fucking like a helicopter did that and i was like okay i'm bored I, and I, I genuinely completely and utterly that the, the brutality of adhd is that's it it's stopped and you speak to anyone around me they're like mate what well, you, you don't go anymore i was like no and I got invited for the next two years, religiously. People were like messaging me on Instagram and stuff saying, James, you're coming back down. Because I used to go down and I'd be a fucking world. Because it was a crazy place for me. There was dopamine absolutely everywhere when I went wakeboarding. Because there was attractive attractive women, the be all and end all it. Because everyone's in fucking bikinis. There's boats. There's drink, normally. There's fucking, it's water everybody's down on a fucking on a happiness there's good food there's good friends it's normally a sunny day so the dopamine is fucking a plentiful and i literally mean you could live on that dopamine the downside is it's very very expensive fucking cripplingly <laughs> cripplingly expensive so for me it's kind of that's the that's the brutality of it that's the brutality of adhd is i got to a point where I'd succeeded, I'd done what I needed to do, and I put the board in, My, like I said, put it in the shed for, for um, three, three and a half years. And I sold it, and the guy was like, mate, is there anything wrong with it? Because you're only selling it for like 400 quid. And I was like, no, mate, it's literally all brand new. Custom helmet, because I'm a, um, an aircraft painter and finisher. So every six months I bought a helmet, sprayed it, did something custom for myself, so I could turn up, you know, fucking bling bling. Even painted other people's helmets um, in sense of, uh, you know, Sorry, I think my door. Um, even in painting other people's helmets to get designs out there that people never even paid for in the end. I, people were just doing it because they were like, "Oh, can you make me one?" And and so I remember somebody said, "Yeah," I was like, "I just chuck me, chuck me a couple of beers." They literally chucked me a couple of beers for probably about 150 pounds worth of custom helmet. And that's a reality. Unfortunately, that's what you got into. I was into a world actually, and what I realised, and one of the reasons why I came into it was, and and this is the. I think the plus side, I think, to ADHD is you see selfish people very, very, very quickly. And there's always positives and there's always negatives. I don't really think, um, I think there's some 
the problem is with ADHD, there's some really, really big negatives and there's some really, really good big positives. You know, for me, it's like um, the positive is you're constantly doing crazy things. You're constantly pushing your boundaries. You you hyper focused. You 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 learn something down to a fucking T if you can, you know, and but the downside is you're you see selfishness you see um nastiness and you, you see discount you see um people that aren't kind really 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 easily and sometimes you can be blinded by the dopamine I, and i've been i've been in friend, friendship and relationship situations where you know all over the years um i've been um i've, I've almost fallen into the trap of being friends and with people or in relationships with people because of the fact that they offer me a dopamine hunter and then when that dopamine subsides I, I then that's it I've done I'm, the, the, like I said the scar comes over and I move forward and that's the downside um, so that's what happened I, I I sold my kit it was pristine it'd been used for a couple of times it'd been used for a couple of weeks in the second season I think it was used for two months so not a couple of weeks a couple of months sorry and um, and then I sold it all this guy just literally was just like unbelievable you know and that's the reality of it is and and what you need to look at and this is the important bit with adhd uh, i think and, and anything to do with mental health really um i know i talk i'll talk a lot about adhd because this is what i'm living with now and this is like i said i've gone through to the doctors now i'm getting this information which is really really amazing because what it does is it's it's giving me focus and giving me areas to look at look at and research and understand why i do the things i do and and try and offer you like a relatable circumstance and like i said with this i got to the point where i had massive dopamine hits from from wakeboarding the downside was i'd got myself into five six thousand pounds worth of debt to do that over three years which doesn't sound like a lot when it's fucking crippling but here i am now you know five years of not doing it still paying it off because i've been paying the minimum off because i've had them on high interest credit cards because that's what i did at the time because that's all i could do you know it was kind of like living a, a champagne um, lifestyle on fucking you know prosecco money do you know what i mean it's almost like that that's exactly what it's relatable to and you do you dopamine hunt all the time and when you're mining and you're fucking looking for dopamine and you find it you will do anything to retain that i've done it with like i said i've done it well, i haven't said you know all of the things i'm going to talk about i've all done through dopamine hunting like i said i've done all sorts of stuff spent fortunes on things and ultimately they've res they've resided in in the shed or in the attic or fucking sold for an extra pittance because you know you get screwed over because people are like no i don't want to pay that and you just think oh, fuck it i just want to get rid of it that's the problem with adhd and that's more of a detailed synopsis really on why i'm talking in in more detail about myself because that's the reality this is a this is a personal journey here i am at 41 almost 42 just literally getting diagnosed with adhd um, and I'm still not even fully diagnosed enough to get, this is just the information coming through, um, the, an additional referral, still not even on the, uh, the list to get the medication or anything like that, so I've still got that journey to go through. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult time, but what I'm trying to do is unpick it and try and really raise awareness. Like I said, this is a, an awareness scheme for me because it's a serious, serious thing. As I'm discovering, the more and more I, I learn about it, like I said, you know, before, I'd say, I'm saying like I said today, sorry, I apologize. That's a that's obviously a fixture point for me today. I do, you'll notice these, I get fixated on certain words. Um, 
anyone that knows me knows I get fixated on certain things that make me happy. If they make me happy and I get a laugh out of them, I used to all the time, and, and again, I can reflect on this quite heavily, was I would find a saying that was hilarious. Um, I think there was this, this really fucking hilarious one. I don't if, if any of you ever watch politics in the UK, and the, the guy that was... Um, I don't know enough about politics to know the guy's name, but if I say his quote, you'll probably remember him. But he was the guy that used to look after the House of Lords. He was, he was the head guy, fucking little guy. Turned out he was an absolute fucking criminal, basically. But he used to go, order! <laughs> order! And he used to say like that. Now, I, I went, I, that used to make me so fucking happy. And when I said it, I used to say it out loud and I was got quite a bassy voice. So it made the people in the fucking workplace laugh. And of course, I got the dopamine rush for that. So I would say that for like a week. And then it gets to the point where people are like, mate, you're kicking the fucking ass, ass, ass. And then you lose the dopamine, so you stop doing it. And I, I keep chasing it. And that's what I've been doing over the last 41 years. And this is no excuse for what I've done by any stretch of the fucking imagination. But it puts a... It puts a I don't want to say label because it's not a fucking label, I, but it puts it puts context. That's the word I'm looking for. It puts context to why I've done what I've done, where I've done, why I've taken the paths I've done. Will it dictate? Will it will it stop me doing it in the future? I don't think so. But what it will do is the more I learn about it, the more I talk about the ADHD, the more I'll understand it. And also people around me will hopefully there'll be people around me that will pick up the awareness signs because any mental health as any any mental health as you all know is debilitating it's crippling it's fucking mind mind fucking destroying so to understand that and give people the the space to raise the awareness on what they're feeling is is really really fundamental and really important and one of the biggest things you'll learn about a dopamine hunter or someone with ADHD is there's so many positives for you but there is negatives, and those negatives are the ones we need to look out for. Like I said earlier on, this is all about dopamine, and there's going to this is going to be a probably two, maybe even three part series, um, because there's such a big part. So, so this is a big part of of ADHD is what we do when we look for for dopamine, and this could be in a friendship, a relationship. This could be in work. This could be in hobbies. This could be anything. We we will look for that dopamine. Like I said, I got myself into crippling debt, five six grand's worth of debt. Um, f to do something for three years that I only really did for a year because the second year I only did for six, seven, eight weeks um, out of a fucking 24-week fucking, you know, season. So I wasted all that money. I didn't go again. Uh, but the reality of it is I shut off everybody as well. I don't talk to anyone in that group that I was very good friends with to the point where I was getting invited out for meals with them. You know, because that's what, when you're in that high, you you become the, the person everyone wants you to be. You become that outrageous guy, That's and that's the reality. But what there is, there's always a knock-on effect. And yes, I might be that fucking guy, and they were probably liking me because, again, I was spending money, I was buying season tickets, hardly turning up, so it was free money to them, so they didn't have to entertain me. Got to the point where I became so friendly with them that they didn't treat me as a member anymore. They treated me more as a friend, but a paying friend and still charged me when I wanted extra cables so they took money off of me continuously even to the point where you know the advantage it was clearly apparent when I went in once with a, a fucking really nice uh, cable that you uh, like a personal cable that you take um, around with you for the back of the boat and I never used it and it was about 50 quid and this was a business and I said oh just give me 20 quid you know he'll pay for a set and they were like nah we don't want it I was like right wow <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And that's because I didn't give it to them for free. And 
along that journey the advantage they took of me um on that journey was i did their main sign for them so i i completely redesigned which is still up to this day six years later i did their main sign to their to their for their business in uh, rainbow glitter all at my cost i sourced the metal i did the, the design work it was all at my cost probably about a week's worth of fucking work and again i stipulate and emphasize all at my cost and not once did I get a thank you. Not, I did them a specialist wedding gift on a wakeboard that they gave me. And again, that's in their house with their own personal designs on it. Didn't get a thank you. Didn't even get a free set. Like, And when I say free set, I mean, we're talking £15 a set to go up and down for 15 minutes. So for me, I was like, wow. And that just goes to show that your your friendship when you have ADHD can be taken advantage of massively. And I think the reason that I'm 41, 42, going on a little bit grumpy is what does happen is as you mature, you tend to notice the signs more because you slow down in life. You tend to notice the signs a bit more. You tend to look out for those advantages and then you go, okay, I think you're just taking the fucking piss out of me now. And the reason I mention that quite a lot is because unfortunately, when you're inexperienced with ADHD, which I was for the predominantly most of my life, I got the high from seeing that person happy. I got the high from that person going, thanks very much. In actual fact, nine times out of ten, the person that was saying thank you very much was saying thank you very much because they realised they got a very fucking expensive product for next to nothing. And you don't see that, and we can talk about that. I can talk about that now because I'm in a maturer place. But these are the advantages that, or the disadvantages to having ADHD. You do, you do trust people a lot very quickly. You do, if somebody shows you that um, the love and affection that you thrive on, you crave, because any with anyone with ADHD is a very affectionate person. I'm a very, very affectionate person. I don't like shaking hands. I love cuddles. I really do. With anybody, I just like to cuddle people. It, I think it's an amazing embrace, and it's and it's something that I that I get a lot out of, um, and I don't get enough of it. So. But all of these, all of this, all this, these topics will will hopefully show you an insight into, you know, what it's like to live with, how somebody like me functions so that you can possibly support those sort of people, maybe assist those sort of people. Maybe even look out for the signs and go, OK, well, maybe maybe you've got the signs and you're like, fucking hell, that's a bit like me. Maybe I need to go down because if I have a and this isn't about. You know, I, I must caveat all of this with the fact that I understand I'm 41, almost 42. So what is the point of learning about this now? Well, actually, there's a big fundamental point. Because if I don't grip my mental health properly and understand what's going on with my brain and how to manage it, because it is it is a very unmanageable thing. If I don't understand it, I'm going to keep going through life, getting into debt, doing stupid shit, making silly mistakes that people might think is funny at the time, but I've had some fucking seriously, seriously stupid decisions I've made in my life. And I've it's taken me years to unpick those. So I want to offer the insight to say, maybe you need a bit of fucking help first. And that's the this is the awareness scheme, because... I'm, you know, like I said, I'm fortunate enough to to try and understand it a bit more. But it's not about getting a diagnosis. It's, it's it is about part of it. Wants to, I want to feel the medication bit because I want to see if the medication makes this life for me different. Does it actually slow me down? Does it make me feel different? Will it work? That's what I want to see. Um, and how I tackle life, if it's any better, 
the reason I took on the antidepressants was because I couldn't get out of fucking bed. I physically couldn't function. So although I talk about the the side effects of saying I've lost my libido, etc., etc., the actual the, the reality of it is they're not there to make you happy. I suppose they're there to make you function. And for four years, I have successfully functioned. I have got promoted. I've I've taken on new jobs, two new jobs, completely and utterly on my own, and. Um, you know, learn new jobs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it, I suppose it has worked to a degree, but you know, it gets to a point where you need to understand. And and I think that what it has done, if anything, as a positive, is given me the clarity to go. No, there's something still here because you don't go 14 years with fucking depression constantly. This is like a routine thing. You know, it's every winter I'm fucking sad. Every fucking winter I get fucking horrendously stuck indoors. I hate it gives me that runaway fucking feeling i'm i struggle with friendships i struggle with you know um relationships i struggle with work ultimately i i I find lots of areas to struggle so i'm looking at trying to develop myself and hopefully offer some awareness if that's possible so do you know what i'm going to wrap it up there because i've been talking to you on first on day one day one of the new podcast little john's life um yeah i've been talking to you for 40 minutes that's brilliant that's fantastic but hopefully you're going to be intrigued enough to get stuck in like i said you know um the next one uh is like i said this dopamine hunt is a big aspect so um i'm gonna absolutely fucking thrive on talking to you i will say to you um this is live in my sense i don't listen to my podcast back Uh, that's a big thing for me um because i don't i don't need to for me um I don't know why I've never listened. I've done 160 odd podcasts, never listened to one of them. Um, and I don't edit because <laughs> I just go, this is me. This is who I am, you know. And that, and I don't look at that from a, you know, you, you want to be professional. This is just about a journey for me. This is about hopefully helping you. And um, this is about helping me massively, you know. So, and hopefully it will give me the ability to understand a little bit more. As I learn about myself, maybe it will help you with some signs. I know the awareness is out there. This is ADHD is such a new thing in, in terms of, we really don't understand it enough and it's been going on so what get what i need people to focus on is when we talk about adhd ptsd autism um oh, asperger's disease and all that you know all of these things that are mentally health related uh, depression stress anxiety um, when we talk about all of these things they've been around for fucking years but the problem is for fucking years we've said for men, man up. Women, cry. Men fucking die. They stay suicidal through the fucking roof. Because for years, and women cry, get themselves up, get them, and, and even even women are subject to suicides of this nature. The, the, the difference is women talk about it massively. They, they really do get, uh, they do support each other um, as a gender. Um, so for me, they're absolutely fantastic. You've got to remember, I was born in the 80s, 1980 fucking one. You know, for me, I've I've gone through all these things, and it is very much all of my military career, XRAF, all of my circo career, everywhere I've been, it's been man up, man up, man up. Get the fuck on with it. Just get pissed. It'd be fine. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things, and that's a really, really important aspect. And um, I think that for me, it's 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 learning about that, and and trying to sort of unpick it. And uh, you know, it, it's 
going through all of this time we need to we need to try and raise a bit more of awareness about it so yeah I, I'm, like i said this is going to be a dopamine hunter this is going to be a couple of beautiful episodes i, I really enjoy it so um hopefully you're enjoying it. hopefully you're stuck in again to stick around and um yeah look out for the dopamine the next one's going to be about friendship actually because i think it's such an important thing that that, that I, I talk about i harp on about in my in the gentleman's talk um so go over there and listen to that as well that's a great little free series that i've done for 14 months talking about ptsd and everything else and like i say just honing in on the subjects now that i think that are going to be beneficial to me and hopefully raise awareness for you so thanks for listening take care of yourself and i look forward to talking to you again soon